Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. So how many of you have heard about deconstruction as a religious practice? It's kind of a trending um, thing among, especially ex-evangelicals, but amongst many religious people saying, you know what, what was working for me before is not working for me anymore. So I need to deconstruct it. So that is kind of the inspiration for the model of composting Christianity, because it, I appreciate the person who came up with this, to me anyway, was Bree Stoner. And she says, it's really not just about taking it apart. It's about letting it decompose and taking the nutrients from it because there's really good stuff there. But sometimes it's hidden in the construction that it was. So we're going to be talking about composting Christianity for the next few weeks. And today we are starting out, I am starting us out with the idea of power over being the idea that Christianity has given us, right? The Christianity of empire, Christianity of institution, Christianity of authority is a power over and domination. And what I have come to understand is what I believe is authentic, the authentic way of Jesus is a power with. Not a power over, but a power with. And um, Bree Stoner also uses this term and testing everything in her life. She says, is it domination or is it communion? Do I want to be a part of something that is about domination? No. Do I want to be a part of something that is about communion? Yeah. Power over versus power. So there are um, this book right here is called The Forgotten Creed. Christianity's original struggle against bigotry, slavery, and sexism. So, you wonder, what was the Forgotten Creed? Well, a little uh, background. It is Galatians. It's found in Galatians 3, 26 through 28. And there... We read, you are all God's children through faith in Christ. For as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is no Jew or Greek. 
There is no slave or free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And Stephen Patterson argues in the Forgotten Creed that that's actually not Paul's word. That those are words that Paul knew that were a part of the Christian community that were said at baptism. That he is quoting this because everybody knew it. And he's trying to get his message that, that there is neither Greek nor Jew that the Jews and the Greeks should work together in his letter to the Galatians. And so the, the words are not Paul's cleverness, but actually a practice of the early Christian church to say what Stephen Patterson argues that the original Greek, the original creed was, for you are all children, the literal word is sons of God, like Jesus is a son of God. You are sons of God in the spirit. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no slave or free. There is no male and female, not or, and Reminiscent of Genesis, God created them, male and female. God created them. For you are all one in the Spirit. So what would it mean if we didn't live in a binary world? And how radical is it that the early Christians said, there is no binary. There is no dual identity. There is no you're this and you're that. We are all one in Christ and in the Spirit. There was, at the time of the early Christian, a practice which will not shock you and was not original to this time. But Rabbi Judah in the third, second and third century instructed his followers in this way. He said, There are three blessings that one must pray daily. Blessed art thou who did not make me a Gentile. Blessed art thou who did not make me a woman. Blessed art thou who did not make me uneducated. Uneducated meaning a hick or a boar, according to the authority. And then a little later, when it was when this is attributed to Rabbi Mir, it also included the line, Blessed art thou who did not make me a slave. And then there's a discussion and arguing, like, isn't a slave basically the same as a woman? And Rabbi Mir says, No, no, slaves are worse than women. Not quite that. So, but it's not really shocking to you, is it, that some people of power, some men of authority and education think of themselves more highly than they ought. And therefore, they demean those who are not like that. So if that way of being, that ladder 
that has been sold to all of us, that at least we're better than those people, right? We're all on this ladder. And if I have this identity and this identity and this identity, then I get to be pretty high on the ladder. But if I only have part of those identities, then I'm a little bit lower. And if I have this, this, and this, then I'm like way down. And at least I'm a little above those other people that have worse identities than I do. It's a power trip, right? Like we all want to have power over somebody or more power than somebody. But what if the truth is that Jesus created an egalitarian community and said, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what education you have, what authority you have what helps condition you have. You are all beloved children of God. Would that not make everybody a little nervous? Those people who want to keep that ladder, who peep those people who want to say, I'm a little better than you. And you all need to know that you all aren't going to get together and all think of each other as equally value because then our power and control is not as secure as it is if you all have some inciting and some demeaning that you're at least better than somebody else, right? I think the truth is hidden in plain sight. I think the way of Jesus showed us the way he lived, the way he interacted with others, the stories that we hear about him show that he had power with as a value, not power over. One of the ways I think about this is with children. Jesus, it's recorded at least twice in the Gospels that Jesus is say, says, hey, everybody, the children matter and they should be centered and I'm going to actually do that. Let them come to me. Do not hinder them. And the word that is used is a word for hospitality, which is never used to talk about children. It's not a word that's used to talk about children, and Jesus uses the word receive them, welcome them in, be hospitable to children. What is it like when you see someone in authority demean themselves to get down on a level of a child? Next picture. When you see someone who has all the authority and privilege and power in the world get down on the level of a child, there's something that turns upside down. Get on and right. Go. 
style, I cheat by the arrows and they go, I would cheat by my hand in Sunday school. No, please. Yes. Our parents teach us when we're children. And you know what else? Our children teach their parents. And children who are not my children teach me. And I think sometimes in shocking and disturbing and wonderful ways, we learn. We are a community of children, right? And when we center our children here in our community, it's a, it's a bit transformative, isn't it? And when I see you all caring for a child that is not your own and taking time and space in gatherings like this when you're all supposed to be paying attention to what I'm saying, but you see that there is a child who has a need, who needs some attention, who needs some love, and that happens, I think that's probably more important than anything that I have to say. Power with, not power over. Stephen Patterson writes, it is easier, it turns out, to believe in a higher power, a God, a savior who will save us from our sins of hatred and violence than to think, to believe that human beings are capable of the miracle of solidarity, of reaching beyond one's own interests to see the interests of another, to live with and for another, in the hope of a common redemption from the tears and hairs in the human fabric that have come from different. Oneness can never be achieved by eradication and only a little by tolerance. Real oneness comes only when we realize we are all deeply connected and stand with one another in solidarity as children of God. Jesus was never about domination. Even though his followers then and now want him to be, Jesus was always about communion and always about power with. May we live in ways that honor that reality. May we seek always to have power with and not power over. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.